When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Low Tallest, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. Not all that glitters is gold. Half the story has never been told. Because righteousness governs the world. Come take a musical journey from the suburbs of Long Island to the ghettos of Kingston. A heartbreaking overdose, a disturbing discovery. The last chance to redeem a stolen legacy. Broadcasting live and direct from the rolling red hills on the outskirts of Kingston, Jamaica. From a magical place at the intersection of words, sound, and power. The red light is on. Your dial is set. The frequency in tune to the Rootsland podcast. Stories that are music to your ears. In the reggae anthem Get Up Stand Up, the whalers sing, not all that glitters is gold. Half the story has never been told. My friend Brian always dreamed he could make the world a better place. Maybe by me telling his story, he still can. Consequence Podcast Network presents Rootsland, Season 1, Reggae Junkie Joe. Whole barrage of righteous people out there. Because sometimes the story is the best song. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. Do you read Stephen King? Good news. There's a club for you. The Losers Club. Every Friday, us losers journey through the never-ending wastelands of King's Dominion. We sink our teeth into each of King's novels, dive deep into the lore, and review every adaptation. Even better, we're always having guests over. Thomas Jane, Will Wheaton, Mary Lambert, Mick Garris, the list goes on. So what are you waiting for? Join us as we read on through long days and pleasant nights. Consequence Podcast Network.
Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org, Consequence of Sound and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thank you so much for checking out this uh, episode, making your way to the series. Uh, please hit the subscribe button if you're not already subscribed. I put out three new interviews every single week, brand new ones every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so it's a great way to keep up with all of your favorite artists, discover some new ones, and know what's happening in the music world. iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, YouTube for the video versions or anywhere you like to get your podcast from. And I'm Kyle Merritt. Today, I'm hanging out with Manchester Orchestra, Andy Hull and Robert Bingdahl, here to talk about the new record, The Million Masks of God. This record is a masterpiece of an album. They call it uh, a continuation, kind of a spiritual continuation from their last album, A Black Mile to the Surface. So we're going to hear about the themes of exploring life through death and then what comes after is some really interesting sort of mind experiments that go along with this. And it has some unfortunate real life inspiration uh, after Robert's dad passed away uh, a couple years ago. So uh, Andy's going to detail us about the uh, the reconciliation that the character makes in his final moments and the relief that comes that I especially had once the album uh, starts over. And, and, and then there's the musical side of it. I mean, the band has already proved that they can do this, but just what they're able to pull off in what's really kind of like a rock opera. It's it's a seamless piece that plays from front to back. It's a full through play through listen <laughs> that happens here. So that was intentional. We're going to hear about how they explored the music and uh, and their process of, uh, of giving in to even jamming, uh, as well as what this might look like in the live version. They're kind of dreaming that up right now as well. So let's do this and discuss the record, The Million Masks of God. It's Kyle Meredith with Manchester Orchestra. Hi. Hello. Pleasure to see you both. First off, congratulations. This is it's a masterpiece of a record. And I think wow, that's sort of what you. you guys are doing now, but this is a masterpiece <laughs> of a record. Man, thank you so much. I didn't know that you'd heard the whole thing. That's awesome. Yeah, we took a real long time working on it. We actually had a really great time making it. I think the first time in our career, we like really thoroughly enjoyed the process. And uh, yeah, we're just so happy that it's finally, finally coming. So yeah. we can worry about the next one. Oh, man. Now, I, I've read that it, it does sort of talk to the last record with a black mile to the surface. Like, there, is it a continuation of a story or or what exactly? How do they how do they speak to each other? Definitely not. You know, it's a continuation of a, of a thought um, that I think I'm just sort of more, becoming more and more obsessed with as a writer as I'm getting older, you know, which is just the impact of family and generational impact. You know, I've been describing it like, I guess, thematically, if if Black Mile was sort of the idea of, of birth to parenthood and, and getting to that place in life, this is definitely sort of a, a from birth to to death, cyclical sort of uh, album. It was a record that we, as a band, really were all fathers on as well. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that last record was fictitiously took place in a town in South Dakota. So that doesn't really pop up on this album, but definitely the the, the themes. Um, yeah, I, I sort of continued on writing about them. When you're thinking about that stuff, and I'm just going to go ahead and jump into the deep end on all of this. Sure. Where do you let yourselves daydream, especially about, you know, the, the afterlife part of this? Because, you know, we're, we're looking at angels of death and everything else. I mean, <laughs> I mean, where do you let yourself go with all of that? Well, I mean, you know, the, the influence of it, you know, obviously came from Robert's dad that was, uh, you know, coming towards the end of his life. And <clears throat> as kids growing up in church, we're told certain things about what the afterlife is and what the connection is with people who pass on. And I remember you were pretty vividly like 
going through and thinking about that stuff mm -hmm. and researching that stuff of like, man, what is this thing I've been told, you know, and what is it? And this beautiful and can be tragic, but, you know, realization that we just don't know is a very enticing thing creatively that like you can spend your whole life thinking that it's going to be this thing. But I, I have a feeling whatever it is, is going to surprise everyone, <laughs> you know, even if that thing is nothing. So the wealth of creative, big dreaming thoughts are sort of endless there where, you know, you can kind of take yourself out, which is something on Black Mile we did was kind of time travel as a, as a narrator, but this one kind of felt like we could space travel as well. So yeah, the idea of this guy sort of riding around in this old drug filled limousine from the eighties with the angel of death was just a nice uh, pair of glasses to wear to get some of the initial ideas down, you know, of, of what that would look like. So, so Robert, what about for you, for this to be such a, a personal message stemming from a point in your life, what is that then like hearing, you know, sort of this theme through someone else's words though? Well, for me, I, I love it because it is something very close to me and it is something very painful to me, but it's also something that everyone will go through or has gone through some sort of loss, some sort of grief. And I think as artists, as musicians, being able to make something that helps someone or changes their outlook is basically the goal, that or ego. But for us, it's like we, we want to make something pure that can help people. So I, I just I hope that if it's one person, if it's a thousand people, if it's 10,000 people, I just hope I hope it can help someone when they're feeling that moment because I can pinpoint that moment and it's it's not great. So I hope it can heal. I think yeah. you've said it before. I really love when you say it. it was just like if if there can be any good thing that can come from this shitty thing that yeah. we like have to search that thing out. And we're both really proud that the record, even though it has dark themes and is an emotional listen, you know, it does have it carries with us a feeling of, of positivity and sort of a redemptive nature to it. So it feels good to put that out into the world, especially right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, just the um, the subject of grief and, and I'll say mental health. I mean, that couldn't be more timed uh, because, you know, in the past handful of years, it seems like we we finally have the, the lexicon and the openness from people uh, more and more even so in the music community. Do you all feel the sea change of that? Was that part of this at all? I'm not sure if that was directly influenced to that thing, but of course we can feel the sea change of it. It's like, you know, we were abandoned our earliest records, you know, critics would be like, they need to chill out. You know, it's like, I'm writing about like my fear of dying. <laughs> I'm having panic attacks a lot. Um, <laughs> so it's nice to see artists that talk about that stuff and live in that area, not be judged as weak for that. Um, but actually, it's the opposite. It's, it's, you have to show a great amount of strength in order to sort of expose the, the wounds and you know, how, how you're feeling. So that's an exciting thing, but I think we would have kept doing it either way. Cause we just really like, we like creating things that connect with us mm -hmm. before anything else. And so <clears throat> if we can get teary eyed, listening back to a mix or, you know, a piano thing gets added that gives us goosebumps and we start jumping up and down. It's like, that's the thing we're actually chasing. There was, um, you, you were kind of talking about writing tricks and techniques a minute ago uh, with space travel and whatnot. And I was looking at Bedhead. So Bedhead's the first single. And, you know, from what I understand, this is sort of two perspectives here, uh, you and, a, and, a, and maybe a friend. Mm -hmm. How do you keep that, like you're taking another 
person's story as well. How do you keep that from being your own reflection and, and keeping that a separate, like what's the writing trick there? I don't think there is separation from it. I think the trick is you set up yourself a scenario and a narrative that, you, that I can follow with a linear thought. And then I become the character of that thing. So yeah, that song came from a very vivid dream that my neighbor, Matt, who's in his fifties and plays in a cool cover band, you know, told me about one night around the fireside, you know, at, at our house. And I said, can you write out that dream for me in vivid detail? And he did, he wrote me this super long nine paragraph thing. And we were up at the cabin working on it. And I got this email and it was like, man, okay. I, I sort of get, I get what this song needs to be about. And I also get how it connects largely to the rest of the album. So <clears throat> it's cool working on records for as long as we do. Something we really like is how the songs all start to, when you work on them long enough and give them enough room to breathe, they become each other. Mm -hmm. And so there's just points of reference throughout and um, some intentional and some not. And Bedhead's one that now, I think when it came out, I finally like re-listened to it again. I'm like, oh, wow, this says everything that the record's well, saying. It's, you it's know? funny because I feel like sometimes the point of writing is just a vehicle to get the, the thoughts out. And then once you zoom out of it, because it's like most people aren't going to know that. So they're right. going to interpret the lyrics based on their vehicle. Right. And so it's, it's exciting to just see what people are going to take this record as mm -hmm, exactly yeah because there's plenty of songs where i've been like oh this is about this right and you're like no and i'm like well i'm gonna keep thinking it's about <laughs> exactly. that exactly <laughs> i hate even talking about what they're about <laughs> but but this i mean but it, it works so seamlessly in this i mean e musically yes and i want to get to that as well but thematically like to keep to, to to keep hold of this to not let it go away because it kind of works you know, I'm gonna say the words as a rock opera in a way. I mean, that's how I hear it. Yeah. Was it strange going into a project thinking it was gonna be something like that? I think it was the most comfortable we'd been dedicating ourselves to that thing. So Black Mile, we realized we wanted it to be that thing, but didn't know how to really make it that thing. Or if we could. Or if we could. So we didn't focus on it while we were doing it. It was, it was almost an afterthought of like, we have to write another album in the middle of an album. So all these songs keep, connecting mm -hmm. with each other and we did that and it worked really well i'm really proud of how that album turned out but this time we knew that we wanted it all to be focused in their connections and so we left a ton of room to let those connections happen and so, we kind of grabbed threads as they would appear in the writing and the initial recording and the mixing of just like it plays out in front of us as well but we just let it play out and then gather it all together a big part of that too is just not you know something Catherine was always big into that she got us into with black mile which was just don't stop playing the song if you're all because we record the the base of all this stuff in a room live looking at each other and so if there was a feeling that the song needed to go longer or we wanted to jam we would commit to that feeling and just do it instead of having a set end part that ended up leading to so many cool transitions you know that we couldn't have imagined putting together afterwards so just really allowing the record to be a living breathing evolving thing until it was finished was was a cool feeling a great mm -hmm. feeling but and i brought it musically to to make it so cohesive like that and maybe i'm on the wrong track here but like how important does like keys become you know to like are you writing inside of a box musically in a way to make sure it still works no we get lucky like uh we uh, for I'll just refer to Black Mile real fast. We didn't realize that the Alien, Sunshine, and Grocery were in the same keys until 
weeks into being up at the cabin writing and we were like well this is obvious now yeah, so like, it's oh my god we have a we have a 15 minute long song no i it's gonna work perfect i don't think that same we're thing, like, smart the maze, enough the yeah. maze and the gold ended up being in the same key I'm like well how about that luck it was luck <laughs> works out really really well there, there on this new record there's certainly moments where we judge that thing where it's like we could find the one note in one chord that then would yeah. be in another chord and we could find a transition to have them feel you know like they're together um but again that's just sort of a, a you keep working on it and they all start to sort of morph into each other i i want to get to the end of the record here too because it ends with this line i think i got the line i didn't have the lyrics in front of me but all this time i thought i was right is yeah. that the line yes that is like the... that's a heavy line right there because you were th i'm thinking this is death this is the end of the road for this person that's exactly right yes yeah like there's no real I guess the way I see this character, as we're talking about it like that, the reconciliation is there. The the relief is not exactly there as you would the romantic idea of your last breath. It's it's almost this beautiful idea of like, I, I liked the idea of it's a very wordy album. There's a ton of words on this thing. And I also liked the idea of someone just spilling their guts about all these thoughts and opinions and beliefs. And then at the very end, having this notion of like seeing whatever that thing is, what we were just talking about before and going like, I thought I was right. Like I was nowhere close, you know, and this, this, it's a double meaning in that sense. Um, but I also really liked from the writer's perspective of just sort of an honest, an, an honest wink, nod, handshake to hug to the audience to be like, I don't really know what I'm talking about. I, I'm trying to figure out the same things you are, uh, you know, maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong. Well, it is such a heavy moment. I mean, it is the it's the what moment, like you know, if you were watching the movie, you know, I mean, this this record is the movie. It's like, oh my God, I was so relieved when the media player started back over on the very first song right That's afterwards. Awesome. I was like, oh, there's another chance. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You just absolutely nailed the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. It's another chance. Do you guys foresee how this will be represented in the live show yet? I mean, is there going to be some grand... Yeah, I mean, we're dreaming about it all the time. The idea of playing in front of people is really, really exciting. Um, we love, we write all of this stuff as a, you know, I'll, I'll bring in the song or an idea of the song and it becomes a thing with the four of us standing in a room. So it always has the truest representation live. And yeah, we got to, we got to plan. If we can't do that in front of people, then we have to plan some insane show, you know, to, to do something cool. <laughs> we're working on that too. Look forward to seeing that. Uh, Andy Robert, this is an amazing, a beautiful, and a powerful record. Thank you all so much for putting in the time on this yeah. one, and uh, and thanks for taking the time to talk about it. That's Absolutely. just made Thank us you feel so great. Much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not many people have heard it, so I'm I'm yeah. still like I get butterflies. He likes it. <laughs> I love it. All well, right, y'all, take care. We'll see you around soon. Thanks, Thank you. you. My thanks to Andy and Robert. The new Manchester Orchestra album is called The Million Masks of God. Thanks to you for checking out this episode again. Uh, please do hit the subscribe button to keep up with all of the interviews that I put out every single week. Brand new ones every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcast, Acast, Podchaser, or, or YouTube again, where you can find the video version of this interview and all the interviews as well. After that, head over to WFPK.org where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern. That's an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews. Again, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at wfpk.org. 
Consequence of Sound has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. All of them is at Kyle Meredith. Also over on uh, TikTok at Kyle Meredith 81 Hope you like it and follow along. Make sure to say hi when you do. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.